welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Classic Elder Scrolls. Uh, get ready, folks. This has been an interesting stream thus far. Um, it's it is it is take two. Uh, earlier, you couldn't you couldn't hear me uh, on on the uh, on the show, and then as soon as we get the show back up and running, guess what happens? The game crashes. <laughs> We're here. Uh, this is episode sixty nine. Witch hunting the bitches of East March, baby. <laughs> this is Classic Elder Scrolls brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network, available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and of course, QuestGamingNetwork.com. And today's record date, record date <laughs> is Teradas, the second of Second Seed, and I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Eve Arwen. And it's great being back, folks, talking about, talking about witch hunters here in Marwind. Uh, I'm not alone, though. I'm never alone. I am joined by the one, the only, witches fear him, hag ravens adore him, Mike, the Tamrielic Historian. I have Moira and Esmeralda fighting over me. Moira says that Esmeralda's a hussy with dark feathers, so, you know, it's getting kind of uh, uncomfortable here. Uh-oh. Good lord. Good lord. How are you fighting those two off? Uh, usually with a sword in one hand and a spell in the other. Good man. Good man. Um, of course, uh, listen, Mark could not join us today, unfortunately. Um, he's still extremely busy over at work. He's, he's, uh, so he's got to skip a few, a few podcasts here and there just to make sure that his life is still sane. Uh, so, so Mark, we do miss you. Please come back soon. Uh, but filling in for Mark today is, uh, the one and only, uh, Zephin, the Khajiit with a few lives less under his belt due to an excursion on top of a mountain that, uh, dehydration nearly killed him. <laughs> How you doing, Zephin? I'm alive! I'm alive! <laughs> and thank goodness you guys finally let me out of the cupboard. <laughs> Is the Khajiit in the cupboard? <laughs> don't let them put me back in there. We won't. We won't. Don't worry. Um, we're in Morrowind today. Talking about witch hunters, uh, Zephin, uh, would you mind uh, taking over, taking over Mark's little blurb here on the uh, on the notes, and and just remind everyone where where everyone could uh, interact with with our show. Yeah, you can watch us live at youtube.com slash network slash live, or you can email us at elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com. You can find us at questgamingnetwork.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR, on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork, and on Google at google.com slash plus questgamingnetwork. Yeah, I forgot about that Google Plus thing. We should probably just get rid of that. <laughs> Does anybody use Google Plus? I just Google I mean, employees, from what I understand. <laughs> what they're required to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Mike, uh, what are we? Uh, what are we doing today? So today we are playing Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Well, at least you're going to attempt to after all these crashes. Oh yeah. Uh, and we are going to cover in the history of the witches of East Wickmarch. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Mark is not here, as we said, uh, but we do have a fast question. The crafting table this week in Tamrielic holidays, uh, some gameplay, and of course, the one and only Jazzledar. Ah, yes, Jazzledar. 
It's been so long, my good friend. We have not heard your fuzzy prognostications from the land in which sand is abundant and its warmth under your paws is desired. Please, regale us with the two moons horoscope. Thank you. This one has spent the week traveling with friends, looking for the deepest, darkest of evil holes and dens, and wretched hives of scum and villainy. Oh, Tatooine. This one, this one braved the dark of Crowswood, disgusting delicacies of the forgotten crypts, and the parties at Sanguine's demise. All of this to find lost relics and knowledge to see the future and make some coin. Perhaps this one should keep traveling. After the fall of the pirates in the Crimson Cove, this one has heard of a manse in Reaper's March, where great knowledge is hidden. Until this one finds the secrets to hidden knowledge, let us continue to look to the stars and the subtle hints left in the sugar crystals. Yes. Yeah. Joan slips through into the House of War. Natives of Cyrodiil, trapped in the binds of war, are often very energetic and impulsive which makes them prime movers of many projects. Those born of the House of the Warrior should try to take advantage of this creative energy, find themselves in the accursed land now before the signs change and new powers hold them in its grip. So, dear traveler, until we meet again, may warm sands be in your future. Oh, Jazzledar, it was filled with uh, lots of awesomeness. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, chat room, the, uh, the slight echo that you're hearing on your end is, uh, should now be gone. So, um, hopefully, uh, all of the, uh, train wreckness has <laughs> finally left the show. Don't say that we know oh, a train I goes by that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zephan, you're our guest today. Uh, would you mind reading, uh, this week's Tamrielic Holidays? Yeah, sure. This week's Tamrielic Holidays. The Day of Shame, Rain's Hand 20th, all along the seaside of Hammerfell. No one leaves their houses on the Day of Shame. It is said that crimson that the crimson ship, a vessel filled with victims of Nahatan Plague, who refused refuge hundreds of years ago, will return on this day. Jester's Day, Rain's Hand the 28th. Be warned that today is Jester's Day, and pranks are being set up from one end of town to the other. It is as if a spell has been cast over the community for even the most taciturn and dignifying councilman might attempt to play a joke on his relative. The Thieves Guild finds particular attention as everyone looks for pickpockets in particular. On Second Seed, Second Planting, Second Seed the Seventh. The celebration of Second Planting is in full glory this day. It is a holiday with traditions similar to first planting. Improvements on the first seeding symbolically to suggest improvements on the soul. The free clinics of the temples are open for the second and last time this year, offering uh, cures for those suffering from any kind of disease or affliction. Because peace and not conflict is stress at this time, battle injuries are healed only at full price. But first, something quick to mention. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, first, I'd like to I'd like to add. I mean, you, you noted you you did note the day of shame. Um, I mean, in in Tamrielic universities, so is that is that still like you know Sundas morning when 
all of the different co-eds are moving about their dorms. I think it's the very same, yeah. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> it's not it's it's familiar. Not every year, but only some years it is. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, listen, guys, we've got um, we've got a couple of quick things we want to throw out there. Number one, um, Bethesda is uh, hosting another E3 showcase here in uh, for for 2017, and QGN had such a good time last year with the BE3 showcase that we're going to be doing another uh, pre-show and show during Bethesda's E3 2017 showcase uh, right here on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/QuestGamingNetwork. Showcase starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Sunday, June 11th. We're going to go live 30 minutes beforehand, and we're going to stay with you, um, making all different kinds of silly predictions that are going to ruin our hearts, but gladden our uh, uh, gladden them afterward. After uh, Bethesda says no, there will be no mention of Elder Scrolls Six, but we've got so many other awesome things that you can look forward to as well. So, uh, June 11th. 10 p.m. Eastern is the Bethesda E3 2017 showcase. And if you come to our Twitch channel, we certainly will have a pre-show and a show during that fun announcement. Um, all those fun announcements they'll be doing there. Also, uh, just a quick reminder, the QGN store is now open and available. Go to uh, questgamingnetwork.com and click on the shop tab and uh, enjoy uh, some of the uh, fun QGN swag that we have for you, such as mugs, mouse pads, shirts, hoodies, etc., etc. You'll love it. Uh, also, uh, the first annual QGN Con is coming in October. We're going to have some uh, information breaking um, within the next uh, month, month and a half, I would say, about tickets um, and it uh, and and the sale of them on on the website. Hopefully, hopefully we can get it on the on the QGN website. Uh, so that's coming, uh, but look forward to QGNCon coming in October. All right, folks, uh, let us begin our show with a little gameplay, starting with uh, starting with uh, starting with Zephyr. Zephyr, you go first. Uh, what have you been doing in Elder Scrolls lately? Oh, outside of Elder Scrolls, I've been trying to stay alive. That's a thing. <laughs> Apparently, you need to do that to be able to play Elder Scrolls. Um, but as far as Elder <laughs> Scrolls itself, I. Uh... <laughs> I've, I've been uh, dancing around quite a bit uh, playing ESO and uh, also a lot of Morrowind. Um, I've been getting uh, pretty heavy into Morrowind, uh, leveling up my character, making some awesome enchants. I just got my um, my uh, cloak ring, so it's a it's a chameleon ring. It's eighty percent chameleon, which is awesome. It means I can steal everything under the sun, and nobody will have any clue. Uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with that. It makes the uh, Thieves Guild quests so much easier. Um, as uh, as far as uh, Elder Scrolls Online, um, been doing um, a lot of dungeons as usual. Uh, we're doing some trials, and uh, been uh, been testing out some some new builds. Okay, uh, what do you got going on as far as uh, new builds go? Uh, well, you know I've. Uh, been trying to test out some builds as far as um, keeping DPS up and being able to maintain constant heals on a healer uh, with very little resources. Since okay. uh, it seems that's the way things are, are going. Wait, this is all PTS um, stuff, right? What's that? This is all PTS stuff you're talking about, right? 
Oh no 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 no! This got to make sure uh, you get all the gear before the PTS comes. Yeah, around. you got to get all the we gear know first. What's coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm looking at some different gear sets and everything, and and what you know I could switch over to that isn't going to really affect uh, or basically drop my DPS too much or or drop my heals or anything too much while still being able to uh, sustain uh, for as long as possible. Uh, so testing out with different gear sets, different abilities, things like that. Um, you know, getting uh, regeneration higher up. Uh, so th- those types of, of things. Uh, and then also with the tank, you know, trying to maintain stamina is obviously a big thing. And I've never loved the Engine Guardian more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I have that set. <laughs> yeah, it, it is uh, It is a lifesaver. And, you know, sure, you hear some people knock it and they say, well, you know, I'd rather have a set that, that does DPS or I'd rather have a set that, you know, buffs my entire party's defenses or whatever. But I'll tell you what, if, if your tank goes down, there's a good chance there's going to be a wipe. So if I can keep myself up and keep my resources up, there's a good chance you guys are going to be able to DPS a little bit longer. Nothing wrong and with I'm that. sure I'm sure you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I mean, any, like, uh, any, any stories you want to share with us, uh, from some, some of your adventures? And in Elder Scrolls Online? In any of the games, either if it's ESO or Morrowind. I know you've been playing a lot of Morrowind. I have been playing a lot of Morrowind. I've been exploring a lot, opening up the map, uh, jumping around a lot. You know, I haven't been, um been trying to avoid a lot of the uh the deeper uh dwarven dungeons and different delves and stuff you come across because i kind of want to save that for a special stream um, and if you kill everything in there then you, there's nothing really to go in there and find so uh-huh. i've been saving a lot of that stuff but uh, i have been working through uh, a lot of the guild uh quest lines like the fighters guild mages guild thieves guild been working on getting those through and you have to be really careful with um with some of those because in Morrowind the guilds um, in, uh, in many cases are at war with each other. So, and they know when you're doing guild quests for the other guild. So when you do a quest for, let's say the mages guild, that might just get you kicked out of the thieves guild. I love so that. So you have to be very careful. <laughs> I love that. I still, I still love that, that, uh, that old, um, that old game mechanic where, you know, factions, factions matter. I still love that. Um, now, now, um, Zephan and I are, are doing late, late night Elder Scrolls together. Um, we've kind of come together and said, you know, um, some days work, some days don't. And, um, so we, we've, we've whittled it down to, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. We're doing late, late night Elder Scrolls and, uh, tonight is no different. Um, after the podcast, we are going to be, uh, jumping on stream, um, after the, the show gets produced and uploaded, uh, to, to play some Marwin and Zephan's going to be playing Marwin tonight, right? Absolutely. Uh, and showing us, uh, some of this, some of this stuff too. So, um, I'm also going to try and, uh, try and get that up on, on YouTube as well. So hopefully, um, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you'll also have a, an episode of late, late night Elder Scrolls. Uh, where you can check out um, some great gameplay from a very knowledgeable player of Morrowind, uh, just just doing what just doing what he does, 
over there. Um, so so we're uh, we're getting heavy with the Morrowind guys, and uh, hopefully some of our our listeners out there. I think, I think a lot of our listeners are are huge Morrowind fans, so it's nice to finally. Oh, be that's to... fantastic, as I definitely am, and um, I'm going to have a few tips for some of you guys out there tonight on uh, late late night. Well, I think it's also really good because when ESO drops the new Morrowind expansion June 6th, uh, you know, a lot of players have never played Morrowind. For some of them, this is the only experience of Morrowind that they get. So, you know, it's really great to, uh, to for I think, for our channel here to be showcasing for the last month and a half or two months now uh, on classic and late, late nights, uh, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind so that people can see what it looked like and when you get to finally get into ESO Morrowind, you'll be able to see how it compares to uh, the old, older game. Which uh, today is or this week was a very important thing for Morrowind, right, guys? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. Mike, fifteen years uh, since Morrowind released, May first, fifteen years ago. Unbelievable. And you Unbelievable. know the modding community for Morrowind is still just as strong as ever. Oh, yeah. 15 years later, it's amazing. That's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, it really it blows is my mind. It, it, people are still playing strong, you know. I, I mean, they you came can't, out that long ago. You can't even say that about games that are half of Marwin's age, which opened up modding. No, no. You can't even say that. I mean, uh, I. I I'm not going to shout out any 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 games, but um, it, it's true to say that that Morrowind's modding community is uh, is still just as robust as ever, and there. I mean, it's just unreal. I mean, the the fanfare around it is is just spectacular. Um, Mike, what about you? What have you been doing in Elder Scrolls lately? So I felt kind of like a proud papa because uh, two of our uh, regulars on ESO trials. Knight have graduated to full-on tanks. Uh, so uh, Kalrina and Pyote actually tanked uh, Maw of Lorcage for us. Mm. And I actually got to play a healer one night and a DPS another night. So wow. it was like, wow, now I'm no longer needed. Aww. We have other tanks. It's <laughs> that you're no longer needed? I mean, that's going way too far. <laughs> oh, damn. That means I have to show up on Sunday. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> um, who was that again? Pyote and Calarina? Yep. Ah, uh, congratulations to those guys. I mean, that's 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 great. I'm sure Calarina was was very happy and yeah, and she was very excited. She got the Ebon armor set, so now she has red balls. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What do I do with them?" I'm like, "You, you buff the group. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think both of them were you know very very good players that sold themselves short you know way too early on and. Just, you know, needed the confidence, the little boost to, to get them going. Well, isn't that always the case? I, I mean, uh, I, for for as long as I've been involved in, in MMOs, okay, I've always seen someone or a few people say like, oh, I can't, it doesn't matter what game either, um, oh, I can't do that high-end content. And then they're they're involved in the guild and, and you talk to them and they work on it and... All of a sudden now, they're like one of the most sought-after people in their role for that high-end content. And it's it's only like a few months later. <laughs> yeah, Varun, you remember when you picked me up and you were like, hey, we need a DPS, or you, you'd never talked to me before. And you're like, hey, we need a DPS, or you want to come? And I was like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm that good. Like, I mean, I'll come and do my best, but <laughs> like, I don't, I, this is probably not going to go very well. <laughs> Stop uh, lying, Superman. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I, you, you, tell, you can ask Farwin. He, uh, yeah, we we had a little discussion, and he he had to talk me up, going, "Oh, you'll be fine. Just come. It'll be fine." <laughs> this did actually happen. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. It did. <laughs> True story. <laughs> this did happen, and now Zephin is a. Uh, how, how do we call, do we call you a hurricane of pain or a a tornado of death? I mean, what, which which is more suitable? I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it all sounds very dangerous, though. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's you when you play ESO. That's what <laughs> I like. Hurricane of pain. Kind of like that. Well, it must be he's playing a stamp sork then. <laughs> I don't know. I've been playing my stamps work a lot. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, God of Radio. A whirlwind of war. <laughs> mm. So beyond that, though, I picked up Serenity Falls Estate. So I now have two of the top three uh, most expensive houses in the game. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so basically, you're the George Clooney of Tamriel now. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> These beautiful estates all throughout the world. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there I am. Yeah, I, I brought Throngar out to uh, to Reaper's March. Uh, picked up the Serenity Estate, which is right next door to uh, Shrenja, the little town where the Khajiit live, mm. and they're having all kinds of problems. So there I am, bringing them out, doing it, derping around. Deciding to help my neighbors out, and you find out there's scuba dealers, and there's marauders, and there's like all kinds of stuff, and it's like, that's it, my blood's boiling, and, and uh, all these bad guys are going away. No one likes a scuba dealer or a marauder, I can tell you that. No. No one likes those people. Yeah. But you could tell when like it's a really good story that they've put together, when you're actually getting mad about living next to the, these kind of people, and you have to help the, the neighbors out. <laughs> so, I actually really enjoyed it, because it's been almost a year and a half since I've played Reaper's March. So okay, nice. Um, anything else? Uh, my daughter told me that you guys aren't allowed to have uh, decorating privileges in that house. <laughs> okay, I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. Fair, somebody yeah. kept putting uh, the beds in uh, the Daggerfall Overlook on the ceiling. That's also fair. That's, <laughs> I said, that's the guild house. Like, you know, so everybody can, you know, play around in the guild house. Uh-huh. But I'll make it so that, you know, only myself and herself can decorate in Serenity Falls. Okay. All right. So so you're you're sharing Serenity Falls and decorating uh it with your with your daughter? Yeah. So um, that's that's her house really. How uh, <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> how that must be just a joy. That must be amazing. Yep. Well, she loves, you know, and she's really good at it too. So is she? Yeah, she's really good at decorating and uh, design. She, you know, draws pictures of houses really? and you know rooms. She makes rooms out of cardboard boxes for her Barbies and stuff. And, oh, you know, so you know, being able to move like furniture around in a three dimensional house on the th- oh, she loves it. But she gets so mad when she goes to the Daggerfall Overlook and somebody has moved something around. Mm. I'm like, it's. You can't just leave it be. <laughs> oh my God! Who does that sound like, Mike? <laughs> uh, I think she's in in the uh, in our chat room here, Mister Slobo, who gets mad when people touch her stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was re- I was specifically referring to you. You're you're that way oh, yeah. too. You're like it's like you know. Hold on a second. Who moved my goddamn cheese? 
Um, that's great. That's great. And, uh, oh man, it's, it's, I'm jealous. I, I, I'm jealous. One day I'll have a daughter. I can, I can move stuff in a video game with (laughs) one day. Um, anything else? else? That's been it. I mean, you know, we've been on the PTS stuff that we can't talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't really been in any of the classic games recently. I played a little bit on, uh, the card game legends, Zach tranched me a couple of times. He has this one crazy deck that he built where, you know, you play this card and it starts, you know, multiplying out your defense rating becomes your attack rating. And all of a sudden he did 16 points of damage to me with one attack. I'm like, are you kidding? Wow. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's, uh, that's something else. It was, it was just insane. Uh, I've played some pinball, but I'm not nearly as good as Liz, who I think lives on the pinball machine. I think so. Yeah. I mean, she's what, number 32, something like that, she said? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. She's crazy. She's probably she's probably like number five now. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would imagine. Um, yeah. So uh, so so I I did um I've been doing uh I've been doing some streaming um on my own recently. Just like a lot of a lot of different games, but um I've been you know focusing a lot on on Magic the Gathering. Um, but the other day uh I I was how do I put this. You were whooping butt. One of uh, no, definitely not one. One of the <laughs> so Jenny has joined me on a few streams, and um, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't even know if I should say this or or if everyone knows already. But um, Jenny and I just got engaged. We got engaged last week. Congratulations! Thank you. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we are beside ourselves with with joy. <laughs> we absolutely are. Um, and, and now apparently, um, I don't know if this happened in her, her own mind or if it's just, it just happens to be in, in action, but apparently now that I am her fiance, I am good enough to join on a stream live and she streams with me every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she has, uh, she has joined me on a couple of, uh, Skyrim streams and, um, it is, it has been, uh, uh, a dream come true for me. It, it really has. Um, I love having her like take part in what we've been doing here at QGN for so long and, um, having her come in on, on some, uh, you know, random Skyrim streams every now and again is just, I'm just overjoyed. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy. I really am. And, and she's just, um, She's just absolutely elated, and uh, and having her come on the stream has just been wonderful. I really love it, and so so her and I streamed a couple of times during the week, and um, yeah, I got my ass handed to me a few times in Skyrim. Um, unfortunately, with my paladin character, um, I have leveled him up into his early thirties, um, but now I need a massive, massive upgrade for my my gear. I'm using Dawnbreaker. I think I got Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker? Right? Dawnbreaker. Did you get Dawnbreaker the way I told you to get Dawnbreaker? No. Of course not. But I've had it. Tell him how to get double Dawnbreakers. Exactly. I I had it, though. (laughs) I I had it before. Shoot Dawnbreaker from the pedestal before (laughs) the fight starts with an arrow. (laughs) And you get double Dawnbreaker. You get double Dawnbreakers. I mean, I haven't had a chance yet to to kind of do that because um, I already had it when when you and I talked about that. I mean, I've had had Dawnbreaker for, for a while. 
um, on this on this character, and that's sort of been the problem. He um, he got it early on and hasn't been able to upgrade it yet because I, I never touch crafting in the game. I hate it. Aha. Um, uh-huh. So so now right. So uh, now see, I I cheat and I use a, a mod that actually for the the relics I uh, I have a mod where they level with you. Because I get annoyed where you get them really early levels, and then once you you know level up a few times, then they're pretty much worthless. Yeah, yeah but that really only affects the enchants on it, right? Like it doesn't affect um, like like becoming a legendary dawnbreaker. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it does. It's still a pretty big, pretty big difference, though. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. Um, I mean, if you level it up, I mean, you're gonna. You're gonna give it the extra, you know, white damage, essentially the the initial damage. But yeah, you're right. The enchants don't necessarily move. Yeah, it it's just stays at that level of whatever you picked it up at. Yeah. So, um, so now I have to take time to go back in and and level up crafting, and uh, this way I can unlock, um, uh, the ability to to upgrade, uh. uh was it uh, not, not danger, but magical, magical, uh, magical equipment? So that's going to take me a while. Um, it's like level sixty. Uh, that's pretty high. high. Yeah, it's, it is. Liz, pretty... we need the codes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get this I, man the codes to give himself a new dawnbreaker. <laughs> this might be one of those things where I don't do it honestly. I may, you know, I may do some sort of cheat to get the to get it to get it up there, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about doing it like that either. Uh, so anyway, um, that's that's kind of where I where I'm at right now uh, with with Skyrim. Um, I played a little uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I've been leveling up a uh, a new uh, a new Templar I started you know months ago. Um, she's got a uh, a resto staff in one hand, and well, she does uh, she has a resto staff and also a destruction staff. Um, with Templar abilities as well, so she's she's um, um, like a DPS slash heal hybrid kind of a thing, and I got her up to like level thirty as as well. Uh, so that's uh, that's been a lot of fun playing playing her and uh, a little a little uh, a little solo uh, Janessa uh, play on on Elder Scrolls Online. Every now and again, it's nice to to be the bad guy. And uh, that's what Janessa is. She is a, a, in Elder Scrolls Online anyway, she's uh, an assassin and a thief. And I don't do a whole lot of quests simply because um, she doesn't like helping anybody. She just looks to, you know, for her own gain. So the uh, Dark Brotherhood assassin stuff has been a lot of fun for me to do. I've been enjoying that. Oh, he's gone down the dark road that Mark went down. That was the end of his paladin type uh, character. Yeah. <laughs> that ends Mark, it what are you doing in the dark side <laughs> were there all there dancing on, in the streets in anvil where's mark he's killing off the population <laughs> um all right so um so there's so there's that there's our uh our gameplay uh we're gonna be jumping into the um witch hunter stuff in just a minute um if you're watching the video i do apologize for how long i've been stuck on the uh, witch hunter um, uh, selection here for for my class early in the game, but uh, there's there's a reason I want it. I want this up on the screen so everyone can can see it, and uh, so so I'm I'm leaving it there. Um, but first, we want to uh, before we get into that, I want to just shout out one of our uh, one of our great sponsors here at, at QGN, which is Tweaked Audio. 
Uh, tweakedaudio.com is their website, and you can buy some some pretty awesome uh, headphones over there on, on tweakedaudio.com. Uh, quality on their headphones is is fantastic, and for around around $25, $30, you're going to get a, a, a pair of headphones that's going to last you a really long time and is also going to provide uh, some some pretty amazing sound quality, too. Uh, the the clarity and the quality is is fantastic. Your music is going to sound great. Your podcasts are going to sound amazing. Um, there's there's uh, there's headphones there that uh, are just simple headphones. You plug them in, you listen, great, have a good time, whatever. Um, but then there's also they've got some ones on there that have uh, microphones on them, and you can use that and uh, make phone calls as well on your uh, um, on your on your cell phone. And uh, the microphone quality on that is very good as well. So. No matter where you go on Tweaked Audio, they even have um, they even have some like uh, over the ear sort of uh, headphones as well. Where um, they got the Bluetooth ones now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, your i i was it iPhone Seven users with your Bluetooth headphones. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, no matter what you're buying over at Tweaked, the quality is going to be great. The clarity is 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 fantastic, and uh, the the price is always very competitive and fair um now here's the thing by going to tweaked audio you're gonna get you're gonna get a couple of extra things um number one okay we're gonna save you 30 percent off your order if you remember our code off the record uh at checkout so already you're getting a competitive price for their fantastic product and then um you're gonna get 30 percent off your entire order at checkout with our code off the record once you buy all right. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. They're going to send you the uh, the product for free. Uh, well, I say for free. I meant free shipping. Uh, they're going to send you the uh, they're going to send you the the uh, the product for for uh, with free shipping. So you don't have to pay for shipping at all, which um, is a great thing here uh, in America. Uh, however, um, abroad, okay, it's even better because shipping prices abroad are much more expensive. So you you get to save all of that too. You don't tack that onto onto the price of the product. It's not something you have to think about. Uh which is which is pretty uh pretty amazing if you if you consider, you know, how much um you know, so like Mike was talking about the uh the Bluetooth headset, um that getting shipped out to you. You don't have to worry about the uh, the shipping cost on that. Um and then if anything does happen, okay? Now the, these uh this the, their products they back them up 110% Okay, they do have a uh, a warranty on on their products. Now, I've been uh, I've been aware, uh, been made aware that they've they've recently changed their their warranty information on this as well. Um, when you read it on their website, it it sounds like you know it's like a limited warranty. If you call them up, you're going to find out things are a little bit different. Um, if anything happens to your headphones, okay, they used to have a um, uh, uh, um, a lifetime warranty on their product. Okay. If you call them up, you're going to find out that it's still there. So anything ever happens to your to tweaked audio headphones, give them a call and they'll work with you and they'll either get you a new pair for free or you'll figure something out. Um, so they they do have uh, they do back up their product, uh, which is a phenomenal product. Good clarity, uh, good voice clarity, good quality. And uh, like I said, for about $25, $30 price point, you don't have to worry about, you know, constantly purchasing, you know, like a pair of like throwaway $10 headphones. It's, it's some good stuff. 
Anyway, uh, tweakedaudio.com. Do not forget our code off the record, all one word, at the end of the uh, checkout experience. And you're going to save yourself 30% off if you happen to remember. Off the record, all one word, at tweakedaudio.com. All right, folks. Uh, Mike, let's, uh, let's, let's have a little bit of The Witch Hunter. Okay, so the in-game description of The Witch Hunter is... Uh, witch hunters are dedicated to rooting out and destroying the perverted practices of the dark cults and profane sorcery. They train for martial, magical, and stealthy war against vampires, witches, warlocks, and necromancers. As we can see on the uh, screen, they specialize in magic with attributes in intelligence and agility. Their major skills are conjuration, enchant, alchemy, light armor, and marksman. And they have a minor skill range of unarmed, block, blunt, sneak, and mysticism. And this has changed a little bit in uh, uh, Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Skyrim, they're completely gone. Uh, they're a class that, you know, as I was doing some research, it, it, I found it very kind of strange to have in the Elder Scrolls. Uh, so have you guys ever played uh, Witch Hunters before? I have, yeah. Is it one of your favorites? Is it one that you go no. to on a regular... No. No, it's fine. It, it's very strange, like, the, the skill chant choices that they've chosen, I think, is one of it. Um, and the reason, you know, besides just a very strange selection of skills that I find it strange, is this is one of those um, classes that really is based off of a, you know, a, a Christian idea that... Uh, how do you translate that into uh, Elder Scrolls game where, you know, we have the eight or nine divines, depending on if you believe in Talos and, uh, you know, Daedra running around. So, you know, how does this translate really? I mean, so if we look at the history of uh, in 1692, it marked a dark period for America as the Puritan community decided that, 20 members of the community suffering for what some called mass hysteria were tie were tried for witchcraft. This is the Salem witch trials. Uh, the concept of witchcraft dates further back than the hysteria that gripped America's public imagination. In the 14th century, a similar wave gripped Europe. Prior to that, the year 1000 was marked by the fears of the end of the world. The idea that the devil had become prominent and a practicer of magical arts became a worshiper of the devil. Over the years, the concept of a witch or warlock has changed to include many other practitioners of natural arts, scientists, and, sadly, women who oppose the patriarchy of the church. So it's a very Christian concept uh, that the Elder Scrolls has procured. So we have witches and witchcraft or, and witch hunters. So we're going to look at the witch hunter and their prey, the witches of Tamriel. Um, I, would, I would like to interject. In, in just a moment, um, it's uh, 1692, right? Is when you know this this had had uh, had occurred. <clears throat> yep. Um, this is this is absolutely the uh, the kind of thing that happened uh, before the uh, the Constitution uh, was ever a thought in in anyone's mind. Um, you know, we we say we say America, but sure, certainly these were uh, this was this was the British colonies before. This is this is actually pre 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 constitution and i don't pre united think, states yeah and that i don't think that's um that's something that that we actually hear very often when we do talk about the salem witch trials um 
I think um, it's actually some. I'm bringing it up because it actually just kind of dawned on me <laughs> that the uh, the Salem witch trials happened uh, pre-Constitution. So um, just to just to put a little a little thought in uh, in the mind there, the uh, the the dawn of true liberalism uh, was was quite uh, quite an amazing thing to happen. Um, especially when you look at 1692 when this happened and then the constitution, um, you know, much later on about maybe a hundred years later. So it's only a separation of a hundred years. Yeah. You know, when you look (laughs) at, you know, the, through like, you know, our history, our world's history, it's very much driven by political and, um, um, a a lack of, you know, self-identity, that you know it's authoritarian like you know this person says this person's a witch and they're a witch and uh, no matter how much you scream i'm not a witch you're still a witch so yeah this was before the ideas of due process um the idea the idea of of uh um 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 Trial by uh, jury of your yeah. peers. Yeah, yeah. You know the proof of you know uh, guilt on the accuser. Innocent till proven guilty. Um, so the the uh, the Fourth Amendment, which uh, guards you uh, with your uh, your papers and your person um, uh, against the government. So these are uh, in a in a in an era. Um, it, I guess I'm marking it because you know this is the kind of thing that happens when when you don't have. Um, the American Constitution there to sort of say stop, okay, you can't do that. <laughs> well, you know, like another thing I want to bring up and um, is uh, you know the whole Christian concept of it. But uh, you know, if, if you look at the history of witchcraft, and, and Liz is absolutely right, it goes way, way farther back than that because the sure. practice of witchcraft uh, has been written about um, and um, uh, it, you know so-and called uh, practice far before Christianity was around. Oh yeah. Without a way, doubt. way before Christianity was around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Witchcraft and, and uh, you know um, the true sense of the word paganism uh, existed for, for, but you know, a thousand years plus, but um, you know, this was, this was an era of the world when we were emerging from still emerging from the, the medieval thought. Oh, absolutely. But most of the thought that we have of, you know, what a, you know, when, when people say the word witch, mm. most of what is conjured in their mind takes place from that, you know, just after the year 1000 to, you know, just before modern America. And then with the advent of the cinema, you know, it, it's a woman with green skin flying around on a broom. <laughs> uh, correct. Absolutely. Which, um, <laughs> I, I it was just Halloween. i I mean this is i mean we could we could go you know on about about that too that particular imagery which i i think is rooted in anti-semitism um but uh yeah i mean the the what what elder scrolls here is is sort of looking at is you know how does um the the idea of of a witch hunter sort of translate into into tamriel given the uh, very long uh, history of of uh, animism, naturalism, paganism. Uh, you know, just this giant umbrella of of people worshiping in a non structured way uh, the various different uh, natural orders that that they believe is being uh, 
pushed and, and uh, made into reality by uh, one, two, or many different gods or goddesses. And it's so strange because, you know, when we think about it, and we, we're, you know, we're trying to set this entire thing up because it, it should be an incredibly foreign concept to the Elder Scrolls. Right. Overall in general, because you've got, you know, like the worship of the tribunal. Well, anybody who worships the tribunal is considered, would be considered a witch. You know, it, it's, you know, anybody who, you know, worships any of the Daedra would be considered a witch. Anybody who worships anything other than the, you know, the the commandments of the eight divines, you know, would be considered a witch. You know, it's like, so, you know, it, it, it's a very hard concept to put into this video game which you know is a a very different world than the world that we live in yet they have just like with the crusader they have attempted to put it into the game mm. and the templar even i mean you know, it's many they are very much rooted in christian uh you know medieval history I think the you know the Elder Scrolls as a as a series, they they do like to, and it's not. I suppose they shouldn't even just say Elder Scrolls, but I mean, there's there's a lot of video game series that, uh, when they take place in fantasy, they will take a very known concept such as witchcraft, mm-hmm. um, you know, or uh, a divine, you know, paladin, so to speak, or some other type of divine character. Um, but they they take that, but they they put a little spin on the traditional definition of of what that is, or you know what that that so called came from. So for the Elder Scrolls in particular, when I think of a witch in the Elder Scrolls, I don't think of a witch as in uh, like a, a pagan or a Wiccan or anything like that in the traditional sense that we would think of one. I think of somebody who has practiced heavily practiced in dark magic you know when i say dark magic i mean you know like vampiric magic or necromancy you know things like that that in a lot of cases in the elder scrolls and in tamriel as a whole those types of spells or practices of magic are absolutely illegal yep yeah uh the the term you know witch absolutely carries with it uh you know dark magic connotations to it versus you know there are other different types of um, you know, practicing, uh, you know, animists or, or naturalists, um, that, that, you know, take a far different, you know, m- far more, uh, benevolent sort of, uh, sort of take on, on, uh, on magic in, in and of itself. Uh, well, that was interesting. So, <laughs> so now we can actually start talking I was gonna about say, the We books. could talk about this for a long time. Yeah. Now that the stage so now, is set. Now we've got a little bit of background, you know, where to, you know, to think about when we, you know, read through these books here. So absolutely. So if uh, Varwin wants to start traipsing around after he makes a witch, cra- or witch hunter. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so, um, just, just one more time. Um, I want to throw out there here are, here is the, the class as you see it in, in Morrowind. Okay. Uh, it says that it, it's uh, its specialization is of course magic. It's favored attributes is intelligence and agility, major skills, conjuration, enchant, alchemy, light armor, marksman, minor skills, unarmored block, blunt weapon, sneak mysticism. So, um, so long as you're doing like a hybrid of, uh, basically like a, a sneak thief and some some um, 
in uh, conjuration magic in there. You're basically you're basically working within the witch hunter parameters as far as how Marwind itself defines it. Um, I think there's a, a different definition, uh, slightly changed when it comes to Oblivion. Um, don't quote me on that though, because we didn't exactly uh, double check. Just we didn't refresh our memories on that. Um, but I think there is a slightly different date. But it does basically play out the same way in Oblivion. Um, just to remind folks, all right. Um, well, I think of Arwen, I think you can attest uh, to fighting off some dark wizards. And when you're fighting off dark wizards, you need to be quick and light on your feet. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I'm playing you're a Bosmer. lightning to your face. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the minor skills in, in, uh, in Marwen, they level you up too, right? Yes. Okay. But not so in, in Oblivion. Okay. Um so Mike, what do you, what do we have as far as the the uh the the tomes say? So from uh, guides and instruction from online on interrogation. As the witch hunters of Dire Frost have learned through centuries of practice, torture is the only effective method of interrogating a person suspected of witchcraft. Some have asked whether it is acceptable for the witch hunter to lead witches to believe their lives can be spared when, even if they confess to their crimes, they will almost certainly be put to death. It must be answered that opinions vary. Some hold that a witch of very ill repute may be spared and condemned instead of perpetual imprisonment in return for sure and convincing testimony against other witches. Others hold that the promise of imprisonment should be kept for a time and the witch be burned later. A third view is that the witch hunter may safely promise to spare the witch's life and later execute himself from pronouncing the sentence, allowing another to do this in his place. If these threats and promises do not induce the witch to speak the truth, the witch hunters must carry out the sentence and torture the prisoner according to the accepted methods. During this torture, the witch must be questioned on the articles of accusation, beginning with the lighter charges, for the witch will most readily confess to lighter than heavier. If a witch confesses under torture, they must afterwards be conducted to another place to confirm the confession and certify that it was not due alone to the coercion of the torturer. The witch hunter shall see to it, moreover, that during this interval, the guards are constantly on the witches, so the witches will not be visited by Daedric influences that might aid them or tempt them in them into suicide. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that doesn't sound like you know a class I want to be playing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> um, so where were you last night? Really? Hold on. Let me put this torch to your foot. Where, where were you last night? Now, Palmore in the chat room is saying something important here. Uh, he's saying, well, just to, uh, let's see, uh, witches and witch hunters aren't just a Christian thing. Uh, didn't Saudi Arabia uh, behead a woman just a few years ago who was accused of witchcraft? So, um, so that's Palmore. All right. So, so I just want to remind folks that um, uh, we're we're emphasizing what what Elder Scrolls is emphasizing on this, which is. The uh, the Western European interpretation of of witches and witch hunters. So that's that's why we say that. Yeah. 
Okay. So one thing uh, that I was doing, I found as I was doing the research, a lot of the books come from online. So there's very little, even though the class only exists really in Morrowind and Oblivion, there's not a lot written. Uh, and especially online, they refer a lot to weirds or the weird sisters. And it's a concept from early Anglo-Saxon Anglo culture that roughly corresponds to the word fate or personal destiny. Uh, so it was, you know, interpreted in pre-Christian Germanic concept of a goddess of fate by and um, scholars deny the pagan significant of the significance of the word weird in the old English literature. And it is assumed that uh, a weird was a pagan deity in pre-Christian period. So kind of like the three faiths in um, uh, Greek culture. So just so that we know where that comes from, because uh, we will come across the word weird a couple of times. Okay. Uh, and so in the next book, The Witch Culture of Northern High Rock, uh, one of the dozen or so weird covens scattered across Tamriel, the Beldana weird is of special interest to imperial researchers. The, Belda the Beldama are found within the thick forests of central Glenumbra, which are problematic to the explorer due to the broken terrain and heavy vegetation. Precious few have encountered the Beldana weirises, another name for a group of ward sisters or witches, but those who have spoke of dark encampments under the canopy of ancient oak trees and cavorting rituals to honor Jafir, the aspect of, y of Yifri, the most venerated god of the Basmeri deities. The all-female Beldama weird traced their origins to the time Yifri transformed himself into the first Elnafe, or earth bones, and established the laws of nature. While there is obviously uh, near myth, the Beldama weird are fiercely all fiercely believe that they are descendants of the Elnafe. It is uncertain whether the Weiruses should be considered beneficial or maleficent, but all agree that they are uncanny and forceful. They see themselves as wardens of the forest with an unwavering reverence for its nature. Most Bretons consider them dangerous witches to be placated rather than revered. It is no wonder, then, that the Beldama weird dwells in the least populated region of High Rock. The Beldama tend to congregate around a mysterious and reputedly giant weird tree, which glows with an unnatural light and looks unlike any other tree in the northern forest of Tamriel. Should the Empire consider an invasion, threats of deforestation might be a way to cow the local population. Although the Beldama weird may have unknown magical capabilities, magic capable of forestalling such an incursion. So. Hmm. And uh, one of the early quests in Glenumbra, actually, you get to meet and help them out. So Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> the Weird Sisters? Yep. Yeah. They were kind of strange, you know. They're a little odd. A little weird. <laughs> well, yeah, they're also, you know, completely different than from what you would think of with, like, the Hagravens. Yes. You know, are there other witches that are practicing the the dark magics, whereas the, you know, the weird sisters, you know, when you when you see them, they're more of like the the Wiccans of Tamriel, where they're practicing more of like nature magic and you know believe in in life and you know talk to the nature spirits. 
Zephan, on on some of the stuff that um, that we've heard about so far, um, what what are what are some of your thoughts on this? Um, well, I suppose more specifically or broadly, <laughs> uh, e- either direction. Okay. Um, well, you know, I I think when it comes to the the dark arts of of witchcraft, I think it is uh, it is important for. Uh, for people to of, of Tamriel to be able to protect themselves against these these dark arts, um, I don't see as far as like the the weird sisters as being any sort of threat to humanity of any sorts. Um, obviously, they keep to themselves and and they see things a little bit differently. I don't see any issues with that personally. Um, as far as the uh, the witches go, like the Haygravens, uh, you know, actually more more so have sacrifice, you know, sacrifices and, um, practice pretty dark rituals. Um, you know, it's probably good that we do have somebody that's willing to, to go down into those depths and, um, take out these threats. Right. Pretty, uh, pretty nasty characters. Those, those hag ravens. All right. Uh, Mike. So good luck to you over on tomorrow and uh, going after some of those <laughs> dark threats. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got there my There are a lot, a lot of dark arts, are dark, dark arts that are performed in Morrowind. <laughs> I've got my, my, I've got my bearded, uh, my bearded elf here and my bow and I'm ready to just um, be, be amazing everywhere. And then just a, a word of caution those um it just just like everywhere else in Morrowind sometimes those um you know dark art believers and practicers of uh necromancy are not always hiding in the darkest delves and you know wearing skulls on their heads and things of that matter sometimes they blend in quite well with society hmm. oh my well that's all I right I got usually my... to be the most annoying citizen in the town yeah. So, is what you got to do from what we read earlier is you torture them until they admit that they were doing the dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I say that so, sounds draconian? <laughs> <laughs> so, from the Witch Cults of Northern High Rock by well, well, Filmus. Same for, same book name, but different author this time. Uh, deep in the Elysian Hills, within the ancient forest, and away from even the most rudimentary of goat trails. What's goat doing out there now? Uh, lies the gloomy <laughs> cave, where the Glenmoral Coven holds court and dances for Hersey. Since before written records were first scribed, there have been rumors of witches in these woods and throughout neighboring provinces and in the realms as distant as Solstheim, Skyrim, and Cyrodiil. Hunters speak of strange and factious women with vast powers of transformation who may take the form of a raven. Others speak of echoing voices as the women are cavorting, heard in the still air and mist. However, it is the second-hand account of the village Le Freckle that holds the most sway over the skeptical. Young Le, an herbis apprentice, was out in the far woods searching for stalk capped when she stumbled upon a cave venturing within she followed the sounds reverberating from the inner chambers and came upon a strange sight a group of witches prancing with glee around a shimmering fire that flicked 
with the form of a spectral stag. Was anointing a warrior with mysterious elixirs? The warrior was from unknown lands, said Miss Frockle, but wore the garb of a Nord mercenary. She heard one of the wild-haired crones shriek, The dance of the silver hand is over. You may never stalk Sovngarde. As Lee fled in a terrified stupor, the warrior struggled at the cage, hair and claws ripping through his skin as a weevil would burst from an apple. The tale is thought to be local superstition to ward off unwanted foragers in these parts, but other myths persist that the dark women of the woods hold the secrets of Pormific hemophilia and Canis hysteria in their jealous grasp. So, Canis hysteria? Yeah. Sounds like a thing. Yeah, you don't, you don't want that. You don't want no Canis hysteria, that's for sure. No. That'll make it no. hysterical. It sounds yeah, like something you get if you smoke too much yeah. pot. Well, <laughs> 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 you know? Uh, you know worse than that. <laughs> you do know where hysteria comes from, right? Ah, yes. The I'm... doctors believe that the uterus was running yes. around a woman's body uncontrolled. Yes. yes. Causing her to have hysterical fits. Yes. <laughs> Mind you, this is also a time when doctors believe that drilling a hole in your head would get rid of a headache and thus uh, remove the dark spirits causing the headache from you, too. Exactly. So. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, medical field uh, constantly makes strides, folks. <laughs> constantly makes strides. I wonder what we call out today that is absolutely proven by science that 200 years from now will be laughed at as bunk. Oh, there'll be tons of stuff. I was going to say, just, probably half of it, at least. I mean, just, not even like, you know, a couple of years ago where, you know, you treated ulcers with, you know, antacids and told people stop eating spicy food and don't drink, you know, acidic stuff. When in reality, it's a bacterial infection that if you take enough antibiotics will clear up and then you just heal the damaged tissue in the stomach. See. <laughs> wow. One more reason why I got to get rid of my doctor because the doctor, when I moved, I got a different doctor and she literally told me the exact same thing. Uh, Dr. Dr. Stone, who unfortunately I think she's from Russia or something. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. She's God. Yeah. They'll put you on proton pump inhibitors, tell you to take antacids, mm-hmm. you know, reduce your stress. Yep. Don't eat. Don't drink coffee. Don't drink any carbonated beverages. Right. Don't eat spicy food. Don't eat tomatoes. Stop chewing on glass. Stop <laughs> chewing on glass. Don't make me give up my glass chewing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you learn something new every day, folks. So yeah, when in reality they got to put you on a, a strong dose of very localized antibiotics to clear up uh, an H. pylori uh, infection. That is caught, is eating away the lining of your stomach, hmm. allowing the acids of the stomach and the enzymes of the stomach to actually eat away the the, the lining of your stomach. But that's pretty, you know, relatively new, you know, medical science. So I mean, you know, the last decade, you know, that the the general thing was is you know you eat a, your own you're eating your own stomach because you produce too much acid and you eat acid food. Sure. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and we've, we've, uh, we, we constantly evolve folks from, from witch hunting and hysteria to, uh, to, uh, bacteria in your, in your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Yeah, so what else we got? Down here. 
So from the author Agnes, the note from a Glenmoral witch. Dearest sisters, the coven will remember your dedication and service. We realize that Solstein is an inhospitable place, but we go where we are needed. Anyone seeking the cure must perform the ritual of the Wolf River, of course. But I do understand the sensitive nature of the ritual and realize it may not be possible to perform it again and again if the Lord Hirsing claims more than one soul. So I have prepared a scroll of the Wolf Ender. The Daedric lettering on the scroll contains all the power of the ritual itself. I have taken great pains to prepare the parchment and it will work as well as the right of the wolf giver. But heed these words. I do not wish the scroll to be used unless absolutely necessary. It was not easily crafted, and it is the wish of the coven that it be saved for future use, if possible. The scroll has already been hidden in the gloomy cave that will serve as your hovel for the duration of your stay in Solstein. It is inside the hollowed-out icicle that hangs from the cave ceiling. You'll need to use your raven form or a potion of levitation to reach it. Agnes. Mm-hmm. So, raven form. Uh, I don't know why they just don't, you know, get a hut and live in the hut. Why you got to live in a cave? What the hell? They're already there. It's easy. Yeah. It's just like it's like laziness. <laughs> okay, the last book for the night, uh, To Posterity by Hafra. On the Dire Frost Witch Hunters. Witches and witch hunters are, by nature, uncivil to one another. But the witches of Eastmarch and my clan, the Dire Frost Witch Hunters, have particularly bad blood between us. I cannot say I blame the witches for their hatred. We have clashed often with these mountain in these mountainous regions, and we Dire Frost have become very good at slaying them. Eastmarch was once infested with the heathens. The landscape dotted with their coven. Everywhere one turned, one found sordid hovels built in honor of some Daedric prince. Thanks to the effort of my family over several generations, that number has dwindled to a scant few. There, there, to be sure, the schemes of oblivion are myriad, but the witches move in fear, ducking between the narrowing shadows cast by the flame of direfrost. In the days of their abundance, they abducted innocents, murdered children, desecrated corpses. I will not mourn them when finally, when finally, and with great glorious fanfare, we stomp them from the face of each mar- East March forever. I list below the most infamous leader of these those covens who have committed crimes such that dire frosts of my generation will, may never forget them, lest we disrespect and desecrated dead. Daedric Pax grant these witches long life, and I fear I may not live to see all of this lot rounded up and slain. But when the last of them falls, I implore posterity to rise a monument in remembrance of their victims, detailing their crimes and their death at Dire Frost's hands. Ranvar Frostfinger, 13 known victims sacrificed in flames to Merun's Dagon fled to the Sea of Ghosts, where a final standoff with hunters saw a silver bolt pass through a summoned flesh Atronach into the Frostfinger herself. 
Confirmed. Deceased. Henglid. The Witstar. 20 known victims. Sacrificially bled to death to appease an unidentified Daedric Lord. Captured from the mountain pass to the south of Eastmarch and perished under torture. Confirmed deceased. Lorgar, the plague. 27 known victims. Cause of death, vary. All executed to appease an unidentified Daedra. Search went on in vain for months before Lorgar challenged Odrama, wife of Egler, Direfrost, and was beheaded on the steps of Direfrost Keep. The stone was cleaned before supper. Confirmed deceased. Droda the Ice of Ice Reach. One hundred and seven known victims, frozen and soul trapped to appease Molag Ball. Still at large and incredibly dangerous. She is the oldest of the East March Coven and only grows in strength with the passage of time. So those are some books on witch hunters and witches through uh, Elder Scrolls. That's not true. I killed Droda. <laughs> Confirmed. Deceased. Who here in among, among our group hasn't killed Droda? <laughs> At least 107 times. Yep. You know how hard it is to get that, that gear? <laughs> All right. Um, Zephin, I mean, uh, what do you think? We, we went through some of this uh, some of this information. What's some of your thoughts? They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> all dead. And for good reason. They kept killing people incessantly. It was it was unneeded. That's right. Unnecessary. I this mean, is absolutely unnecessary. So it's necessary that we kill them. I'm not quite sure how that makes sense, but <laughs> it does. <laughs> but to me, damn it, it does. Um, <clears throat> Especially when I get some good gear out of it. <laughs> So, Mike, in in summation, um, these these particular books. I mean, um, what uh, what what say you on on it? Um, they definitely paint both the witches and the witch hunters in in a not so nice light, uh, which I think is exactly what they're trying to do here. Um, you know, there are a large number of different uh, witches and covens and weirds that we come across. Uh, things as innocuous as you know the witch, the weird in Glenmora or in um, uh, Bankerai, to the more aggressive uh, Hag Raven cults uh, of uh, the Reach in Skyrim, or uh, the Glenmora witches uh, with their uh, promise of lycanthropy uh, that we've come across a number of times. Uh, but you know, torturing a person to get them to confess. Uh, definitely does not paint the witch hunter in uh, a, a very noble light uh, compared to especially uh, classes like paladins, crusaders, and templars, uh, which fulfill a very similar type of role of banishment of evil from the land. Yeah, I, I think um, I think when you're looking at um, when you're when you're looking at at uh, templars and then looking at um, other classes that sort of fulfill a similar function like you say banishment of evil from from the land um vampire hunters witch hunters uh there's a reason why they're not considered templars um and that is because these these uh these classes are not lawful good um they they tend to be lawful chaotic meaning that um well chaotic neutral probably or chaotic good yeah. You can't be lawful and chaotic at the same time. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, I guess it sort of depends. Um, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, the law of the land, they'll they'll follow that. But when it comes to the law of of morality, then they're extremely chaotic. So I would, I would, I would, uh, I would debate that. But um, I think you're probably right in in what I what I meant to say was probably more uh, chaotic neutral and definitely um, that they're not concerned about about morality especially when dealing with things that are evil uh, it's the witch hunter and the vampire hunter that says um, Templars are a bunch of uh, boy scouts um, boy scouts and girl scouts uh, they're they won't uh, how can you apply moral structure to your actions when banishing evil when the very thing that you're looking to destroy will not adhere to your moral code and will find a way to break it and thus you and you'll not be um, successful when it comes to destroying evil you have to be a little evil in order to get rid of what's most evil in the world and in only in that way are you ever going to to rid the worst of the worst from the land? Um, well, that's course. why I would place them in the neutral good category, because in in you know as far as um, you know the the alignment roles go, it's um, a lot of that does holder, you know. And and so yes, they they believe what they're doing is is solely good, but they also know that you can't you really can't necessarily follow the laws to do what needs to be done. And they they believe they know what needs to be done to eradicate these threats. Uh, are we still streaming? Uh, we just crashed, but I got a commercial, so we might be coming right back. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> Marwin didn't crash. Damn it, I was on a roll. No. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the problem with the problem with this is that um, when when Marwin crashed like this, now the the video is is ruined. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, not good. I want a refund. <laughs> Damn it, Twitch picture stream. <laughs> oh, God, Marwind really is just a oh man. When it comes to when it comes to streaming Marwind, I mean it's I mean, trying to make a trying to make a video out of this stuff is really just it's just awful. Um, let me just check the audio. I think we're still yeah we're still rolling with the audio, so we're still doing a show. It's just uh, it's just I don't know about a YouTube video coming out of this. All right, I'll tell you what. Um, let's uh, g give me a few minutes here to sort of get everything up and running, and um, let's uh, let's let's head over to our our next uh, advertisement, which is going to be for uh, for Audible. Okay. Okay. So our Audible ad. So if you're looking for a book, uh, I'm suggesting this week uh, to follow along with our QG D and D series. Death of a Dark Lord, Ravenloft, The Covenant, Book One. Written by Laurel K. Hamilton, narrated by Nick Sullivan. It's nine hours and 12 minutes long. And uh, it's part of a series of standalone books uh, for the original series uh, of Ravenloft. There is a plague in the village of Croton. The plague of the dead. Corpses walk in the streets in search of the living. 
the villagers send for the mage finder, Jonathan Ambrose. For they believe evil magic is at work. They are right. Jonathan soon discovers that it is Harkin Lucas who is behind the destruction of the town. Harkin Lucas has a plan for escaping the bounds of his realm. One of Jonathan's followers is just the person that Harkin needs. Death of a Dark Lord is the 11th the 11th book in an open-ended series of gothic horror tales dealing with the masters and monsters of the game setting of Ravenloft. Laurel Hamilton is noted for her Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series and Death of a Dark Lord is an early foray into the Ravenloft universe written by her in 1995. So go to our website questgamingnetwork.com and click on our Audible ad uh, to go and pick up your free copy of an Audible book when you sign up uh, for audible.com. All right, folks. Uh, we are we are back on stream. Um, I do apologize for that. Uh, Marwin crashed and, and took uh, OBS with it, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I am not sure if I'm going to be able to get a um, a video put up on on YouTube uh, with this, but I'll I'll take care of that later. Um, Audible, yes, folks. Uh, AudibleTrial.com/slash/QuestGamingNetwork. That's the link you're going to need in order to get your your free download today uh, at, over at uh, at Audible, which is an Amazon service, by the way. Um, so the uh, the book Death of a Dark Lord Ravenloft, the Covenant Book One. Uh, definitely something that we, we recommend and, uh, you can get for free by going to that link, audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network. And, uh, thanks again, Mike, for the, uh, awesome, um, uh, suggestion for, for, for yeah, the that books that I've read. It's, uh, it's definitely one of the, uh, the better Ravenloft books. Oh yeah, Definitely. Yeah, you know, I know that we, you know, there's not many in the way of Elder Scrolls books, but there's so many books on Audible. And just saying go there and read a book, you know, really kind of, you know, defeats the purpose versus, you know, these are books that I've either read or listened to on Audible, and some of them are amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, I haven't listened to that one on, on Audible. I, I, I read the book itself. Um, but I've enjoyed quite a few books on Audible, and, and that's actually how I prefer to read uh, most of my books nowadays with my long commutes. Uh, I get a lot of stuff off of Audible. It, it's, uh, it's, it really is a fantastic way to sort of keep up on. I mean, especially like as a Doctor Who fan, um, there, there's so many different stories that, that, just, that are just being told um, in an audio format. And a lot of the Doctor Who uh, books are available on on Audible and just fully voice acted with with beautiful ambient sound that set up the scene in the background and and um, really gets you in the mood. Yeah, I mean it's amazing the size of their selection of, of books on on Audible. Um, you know, I I would have never had any idea there were that many books that were available in, in audio format. Um, but you go there and it's, I mean, you can just look endlessly for hours at, at different books. And, and even still, I hear about certain books that are on audible that I never even knew that were there. Like the, like the Discworld series. When I, as soon as I found out about that from Mark, I was like, you're kidding me. I got to go get that now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so uh, let's jump into our fast question and discussion topic of the week. Um, and that is this. When it comes, now we've been talking about the Witch Hunter, and um, it certainly is a, a, a class here in, in Morrowind and, and in Oblivion too. Um, in regards to Elder Scrolls Six, all right, do you think we'll go with Zephan and then Mike? Uh, quick yes or no, and then we'll come back and, and you'll explain why why you agree or disagree. Is it worth adding classes as optional templates for players in Elder Scrolls Six, Zephan? Yes. Mike. No. I think so. Um, okay, so so um, Mike, you're the dissenting voice here. I'd like to I'd like to hear your opinion. Um, why why do you think it's not worth coming back to classes as an optional template for players in Elder Scrolls Six? So you know, one of the the things is that with role playing, it's how you play your character, and you know you can be you know a witch hunter. For let's as as example from today, without you know being a you know magic user, you can you know be a bow hunting traditional hunter like ranger type of character, you know with and still play the part of a witch hunter, or you know you can go the magic route, or you can go you know a light magic route like a templar would type of thing, uh, and with the classes, I think they pigeonhole you sometimes, and with some of them. They, they put a name to it that they want you to play in a way, but it really doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes just so that they can fill out all of the gameplay styles. And so I'm not too keen on having like tons of classes where I'd rather let you choose how you want to play and then just fill in the blanks with the way you do with Skyrim. Mm. Uh, now, Stefan, why do you think it is worth having in the game? Well, you know, I really like the way that Morrowind handled it, where you have a wide assortment of classes, but you also have a couple other options with that as well. So you also have the option of, um, you know, doing the uh, the little quiz, which is always fun. I, I enjoy doing that, where they ask you a bunch of questions, and then they decide which class you would fit, you know, your uh, your personality best. I've always enjoyed that. But then you also have... Uh, your free-for-all where you can just create your own class. And I think that's that's great because you can do your own custom thing if you really want to do that option is there. But if you're just starting out in the game, you don't really know the world all that well or anything, you have a lot of options to choose from and, and see what is available to you and, and give you kind of a, a jumping-off point. So, you know, to say something to somebody as, well, you can do anything and you can be anything and you can do whatever you want is almost um, a bit overwhelming for some people jumping into something they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Right. You know, whereas actually having those classes as a standoff point might be like, oh, well, this looks like it'll be fun. I'm going to I'm going to go this route. And when I look at the classes, I think of them not so much as a pigeonhole, but I look at that as just that's a way of life you know it's not really an occupation or anything like that it's just a way of life this is how i choose to see my character and what they prefer doing the most you know and it kind of holds you to that now in in morrowind the way they handle it as well is just because my class says okay my major skills are you know these few you know skills and my minor skills are these few skills that doesn't mean that i can't pick up something else you know like if if uh say 
you know, um, uh, marksman is not in there, but I want to shoot a bow, you can still level your marksman skill. You can still pick up a bow and level it up just like anybody else can level it up and level it up just as fast. Um, the only difference is, is it doesn't help you level your actual character. But that's not too bad either because then you can kind of pick and choose how you want to level your character and when you want to level your character instead of leveling your character maybe a little bit too fast and finding out the monsters are wiping the floor with you because you don't have your other skills built up. Listen, you know, I like the, you know, the concept of having to become the head of the Thieves Guild, wearing heavy Daedric armor, and <laughs> wielding a two-handed axe, blowing fireballs out my butt, you know, because I've run out of skills to level up. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't agree um, anymore with with Zephan, and I, I don't really have anything else to add uh, to it, lest I belabor a point. Um, but that being said, um, Mike, I think you you bring up some very convincing uh, arguments as well, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens in in Elder Scrolls Six. Now, now, um, as far as this goes, all right, um, I did I did want to have a little discussion on this, um, and I got a couple of questions here to sort of like you know kick off that that discussion um what classes would you like to see come back and which ones are you happy leaving out so in, in a in a game where um cl classes are definitely going to be in it okay let's just say elder scroll 6 they're definitely bringing that back the idea of classes and I, I don't think they are i don't think they're going to do that um but let's just say that this is a decision that they've made um what classes would you guys like to see make it into the game and classes that would you would definitely like to see left out? And either one of you guys. I mean, you know, Mike, you can go first if you want. Well, as you were saying that, I, I had this idea that popped into my head that how I'd like to see classes implemented if they were is, you know that mod Live Another Life where you start off somewhere else in Skyrim because sure. you don't want to take the cart ride anymore? Yeah. So what happens if, like, you decide that you wanted to play an assassin character? Would be that instead of, you know, starting like everybody else, your character would start out, you know, the, uh, the, the quest line as, you know, the invitation from the Dark Brotherhood. Or if you decided to play a Nightblade, that you would play as part of the, your starting quest would be part of the Thieves Guild. Or if you decided to play a Templar, you'd be part of, you know, a, uh, a a guild associated with one of the the eight divines, or you know something along that lines, where the class that you pick gives more influence on how you start the game and how you start your initial leveling than it does what skills you can play. Where everybody starts with the boat ride or the cart ride or breaking out of prison, and all of the time each of them being incarcerated for something that they did or did not do. Yeah, um, I would be. Uh, I would definitely be in favor of of optional uh, starts as well. But yeah, I was thinking that would be a cool way to do it. If you're going to bring in a class, would be oh, I'm going to be a Nightblade. Well, you start out, you know, doing the Thieves Guild quest line and uh, starting it in that nature. Yeah. So it would have more of an impact on your gameplay than just oh, you know. Yeah, I'm a Nightblade, and here I am off the boat. Now I gotta find, you know, Grilius, and I've gotta, you know, make my way to Balmora, and uh -huh. you know, don't get killed by a mud crab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I I really love the idea of 
Um, having lots of, I mean, if you're going to have classes in the game, you know, certainly uh, different starts to, to certain classes would would be uh, would be great. It would be a great way of making making those those classes still feel um, uh, different than than anything else. Than any I would also like to see um, before some replayability um, is just have maybe like a, a a quest line. You know, even if it, it wasn't a big quest line. Which is a quest line that was specific to certain classes um, or or lifestyles. You know, for instance, if you were to do the live another life, which is incredibly popular, I I certainly enjoy doing it. Um, and you know, what if you were you know, let's say let's expand the class system because more options is better. But you know, what if you know, say I wanted to be a sailor or a merchant or you know something like that, then maybe I would have different you know starting um, equipment or. You know, maybe I would have different contacts in the world, which would give me a little side quest or something. And that would really make me want to try out the different classes. You know, like, for instance, if you were the witch hunter, maybe you'd have a, a contact that would actually send you on, uh, you know, witch hunts, you know, or something like that. I think it would add a little bit of flavor to it. Yeah. I, Go out I, and, I, you yeah. know, tell this person, find information for me, because I think she's a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Push her in the lake while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> See if she floats. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Uh, what, what's um, what's uh, one or two classes that you would either like to see in in the, in uh, Elder Scrolls Six or not see? What do you think, Mike? The custom class. I mean, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am a custom. <laughs> Uh, so usually I end up playing either um, uh, the archer type class um, or the uh, assassin. So, okay, so you're saying that that was is something like that is something that you would want to see as a class. Yeah. So, so, so you know they're going to have light armor. They're going to use destruction magic, uh, and then it depends on if they're going to use, you know, bladed weapon as their major skill or. Uh, a bow is their major skill. So mm. Palmer wants the Liam Neeson class. <laughs> well, that's going to be in the game no matter what. I'm talking about like, you know, the, like the, like one of the, the actual classes from, from well, yeah, Marwin. The Oblivion. assassin is one of the actual classes. Yep. See, okay. So you'd like to see the assassin yeah. class in. Okay. Uh, what about you, Zephyr? What I mean, something that one of the classes you either want to see in it or not in it. Um, well, honestly, more options is better. So I would say bring them all in and add more, add more. It's a, it's uh, I think it'd be a lot more fun, but, um, but no, I mean, if, if I, if I had to be specific on, uh, on a class that, um, that, that stays in, I, I would definitely agree with the assassin. That's one of my favorites. Um, and I would definitely not want to see that go anywhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I would honestly uh, the the sneak thief uh, kind of a character with the uh, the bow and what I mean that's an an iconic Elder Scrolls theme, um, and I know one of the reasons why they got rid of the class system was because it, it's just uh, it's so much better to I mean everyone rolled their own custom class anyway for the most part and um, a lot of people. Uh, recognize that there was a lot of classes that basically did the same thing with very, very slight variations to it. And I think the witch hunter is definitely one of them. 
Yeah, um, so like the archer, you know, marksman is a major class, uh, and uh, the sneak is a minor cl- uh, class skill, versus the assassin, sneak, and marksman are both major skills. So, yeah. And, and where's the bard? Uh, the bard is speechcraft, alchemy, acrobatics, longblade, and block. Uh, where's the uh, music? Exactly, they don't have <laughs> Now that would be bards. A- the bards always get shat on. <laughs> they do. That would be an amazing class to have in, in Elder Scrolls Six. I think they could do a lot of great stuff with that, especially with, like, you know, Radiant AI. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, especially if they give me uh, a marionette puppet, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> right. From, from QGD&D. <laughs> so I've played two bards so far. Um. Yeah, so I would I would definitely think that uh, you know a, a class any of the classes that are sort of redundant um, I I would I would not want to see make make the cut, um, but you know Zephan I mean you've you've got a thing too I mean you know for nostalgia purposes why not reach back to to all of the games and just say ah who cares if they're redundant just throw them in there anyway and people have fun. Um, just, just throw me because there's always going to be somebody who is like, well, I always played as this one and they got rid of it and I really wanted it, even though nobody else played it. But I liked it because it was different. You know, <laughs> there's always going to be that, um, especially yeah. when talking about the witch hunter class, which is definitely one of those classes that they were like, you know what? This is just this is like every other sneak archer. Possible thief, possible assassin class out there. Um, we're going to cut it. So uh, you know the ones that they're going to clamor for is the monk from uh, Daggerfall. Mm. Oh, Everybody's going to want to play. Gotta have the monk exactly. <laughs> Let's see. That's the one that's always like everybody's clamoring for because it's like hand to hand combat, no weapons. They want to just kick some butt. Oh man, Khajiit monks all over the place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you going to do monks right? Like with that uh, that that one mod in um, Skyrim? No, oh, the the monk mod. Where it actually makes hand-to-hand combat like really lethal. It's awesome. All right, guys. Uh, well, let's um, before we close out the show, uh, I do want to uh, throw out here uh, for the crafting table. Uh, we did find a mod that um, I think everyone is going to enjoy, um, and that is called Witch Hunter Spells and Prayers Pack by Robbie. And I found this particular mod on Skyrim Nexus. So this is actually a Skyrim mod. Uh, but what it does is it adds um, basically uh, uh, witch hunter type spells to uh, to Skyrim. So when you're when you're trying to put together um, a class that's similar to uh, a witch hunter for I guess nostalgia purposes, um, it, this mod makes it feel more like an actual class that you're able to really put together in, in Skyrim. It definitely gives it that feeling. Um, Robbie says this about his, his mod. Uh, I created the witch hunter spells and prayers pack to address a simple problem using magic in combination with weapons. Have you ever tried to play an arcane archer or a two handed warrior who dabbles in destruction? Are you tired of having to constantly switch off your weapons to equip your spells? Then this is the mod for you. The Witch Hunter Spells and Prayers Pack adds unique, balanced new spells designed to work in conjunction with weapons, not against them. Now you can turn your magic inward 
and augment your weapons with powerful effects or perhaps focus your physical ability and increase your strength for a time. Silence your enemy spells, resist their magic. So, sounds pretty awesome. Um, he does have a video on on this, um, which he he uh, demonstrates the uh, the power of of this class. And um, you know, I gotta say, it's uh, it looked really really good. Um, and that is uh, on Skyrim Nexus. The name of it is called Witch Hunter Spells and Prayers Pack by Robbie R O B B I E. All right, um, that is our show, folks. That is it. Kind of a kind of a short and sweet uh, classic this week, um, but uh, we didn't have the Sonaris archives, unfortunately. Um, but we did we did have our Zephyr, which is always good to have. I like having Zephyr on the show. I think Zephyr should come back again. I think so. Too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> and uh, we did have our our staple, uh, half of our staple on the show, which is the uh, the uh, the history of. And uh, Mike, you did a, a great job again this week, um, especially adding in a little bit of the uh, the real, uh, kind of like the real life history, a little bit of the background on on what a what a witch hunter actually is and where that comes from. Um, so that was that was nice to have. Yeah, I, I gotta say, good. Mike's a Mike's a freaking genius. No, <laughs> I know, I know, I know geniuses. <laughs> really? Yeah. What are they like? Uh, they make me feel really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Final thoughts. Starting with Zephyr. I love y'all. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and Mike. Uh, we're going to be back in uh, Morrowind next time again, right? <laughs> uh, you Late know, um, Morrowind, hope... here we come. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope not. I hope not, actually. Because uh, <laughs> I just about had had it with uh, playing and streaming this game at the same time. I kind of want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> um, I don't know. Does this does this round out our, our Morrowind uh, arc? Um, I would say it depends on if they lift the uh, NDA on uh, the PTS. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they do, then we will probably stream from the PTS next time. If they don't, then we might still have one more more when one that we're going to force of our one to do. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun. You better, you better get on the phone and call up uh, Rich and Gina and just be like, "Give me special permission so I don't have to play Test Three again." <laughs> Please save, save me from this game crashing, OBS conflicting program. God, please. <laughs> um. And uh, if I am to be uh, honest with you, um, the reason why the uh, the the game uh, is is still on um, on the stream is because it it has crashed again. <laughs> <laughs> crashed again, yeah. So uh, looking forward to um, late late night Elder Scrolls tonight, Zephan, because your game does not crash. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take a look at that. Uh, the... What what did you download to make it not do that? By the way, was it some sort of mod? Um, I I used some witchcraft. Okay, all right. Yeah. So does yeah, that mean there's... you're you're one of the weird sisters? Um, no, I'm not a sister. Okay. No. Are you one of the weird brothers? Um, 
I can't speak about that. All right. Okay. Well, I guess um, he's afraid you might burn him at the stake. <laughs> there's uh, there's an NDA on that. <laughs> <laughs> might be an answer in and of itself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if that ever comes off, then <laughs> Liz in the chat room. He's a witch. <laughs> he's in league with Lucifer. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, great, great show. Um, Mike, thank you very much. And, uh, and Zephan as well for, for, uh, uh, joining, uh, last minute, especially Zephan. I appreciate that. And Mike, for all of your, uh, your awesome, um, your awesome, uh, information that you put into the show. And, uh, I want to thank, uh, the, uh, the listeners as well for, for listening and downloading and for the chat room for, for being so patient with us as we, uh, work through some of our technical issues today. Which uh, were a plenty. Um, we have uh, lots of great stuff here at QGN, such as Elder Scrolls Off the Record, which we will be recording next week. Uh, Dancing with Daggers, our Daggerfall Covenant stream in Elder Scrolls Online every Friday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, as well as uh, late late night Elder Scrolls uh, Mondays and Wednesdays at uh, 2 a.m. Eastern. We weren't kidding about it being late late night. Uh, also, we have, um, well, that's, that's a bit off. Um, we have QGDND every, uh, every week as well on, uh, on Tuesday. Um, Mike, uh, what's, what's going on uh, in place of Mark? Mark's obviously not here today. Uh, what's going on with, uh, QGDND? What, what can listeners, uh, look forward to in, in the comments? Uh, weeks? well, let's see. I believe that, uh, the episode we most recently released, uh, had us meeting the abbot, or hey abbot. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, where you know, my character gets into a lot of trouble as usual. We end up picking up uh, uh, the uh, annoyance uh, that uh, we keep referring to the potential bride as. Uh, the animated sex doll and a couple of our uh, uh, players decide that they are very annoyed with us referring to the golem as such. (laughs) Okay. Always fun. (laughs) (laughs) So you never know what you're going to get on QGD&D, but it is always a good time. Yeah. Um, I don't want to know who animated a sex doll, but okay. Uh, A a, a saintly spirit. Mm that uh is an angel that is living in ravenloft oh okay how do they get around with the constant open mouth thing like i mean does the does the animated (laughs) sex doll just constantly drool all the time or can it actually like talk (laughs) there went the family show (laughs) (laughs) you know what don't answer that because the next question is is what is it drooling but anyway, <laughs> don't think too much. You're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm already experiencing some pain. <laughs> he cut his leg with a table saw. <laughs> Liz, wow. She whistles a lot. <laughs> Everyone, uh, thank you very much for listening and downloading. Uh, also, let us uh, let us uh, make you aware, of course, of the uh, the bi-weekly stream that, uh, that we do as well, which is KD Radio, our... Uh, um, uh, retro and uh, uh, general gaming podcast with Shaleen and Vendatron. And uh, if they're not doing a podcast that week, uh, they are going to be streaming on Fridays just before Dancing with Daggers. So, so enjoy that, folks. 
Uh, take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foose be with you. Oh, no!